Audio Parfait. Make sure I don't have a concussion from my head injury. What you get for not looking, I guess. Well, I was trying to unplug the fucking power cord for the computer, and I stood up. I could. I didn't realize that that fucking uh, cabinet stuck out that far from our from the wall. I mean, it's it's not very. It's not a very you know deep cabinet. I didn't figure it'd be sticking that far out. I'd stand up and bash my head in against it. Luckily, I got a lot of hair up there all bunched up in a bun. And... For now. <sighs> <laughs> I love you. <laughs> welcome to Open a Fucking Book. Well, I'm Kevin. Actually, welcome to Cliff Notes, our midweek show. Weekly part Cliff of... Notes. This is all Open a Fucking Book. It's just not Yes, it's, it's just not still part Saturday. of Open a fu- It's our midweek show. It's our... Well, I mean, we... again, we got a... We have a book podcast, and we talk more about authors, so we figured we should have at least part of it where we actually talk about books, book-related things, and then we go off on tangents about whatever. So we, you know, started doing this one. It's nice to have a second podcast throughout the week. Yeah, just because every up to date on stuff. Everything we do is on Saturdays, and in the middle of the week there's nothing, so we throw this one up in the middle of the week just so people don't forget about it. Yeah, sure, we'll oh, go with that. Yeah. Okay. All right. <sighs> So you been? <laughs> yeah. Good. Good. I guess. How are you? I'm, you know, I'm here. So we just jump right into it. You got anything in particular you want to talk about? Uh, there's a few books I want. Uh, there's one that comes out. Well, I guess it just came out in June. Um, I read the little synopsis of it, I guess, and it sounds really neat. It's called The Wife Who Knew Too Much. Oh, God. And it's by uh, Michelle Campbell. Uh, apparently, this woman was in love with a guy when they were in, like, high school. And then they they grew apart. And then the, the guy's wife dies. And uh, the two got back together. You know, they met. And they ended up together. And, you know, she thought her dreams were coming true. She was back with the the guy she once loved and then she found the wife's diary and started reading it and realized that he's not the guy that she thought she loved mm. so i i, I want to get it not and i'm want to get a book and i'm sure you will i yeah i will and it'll sit on the bookshelf for however many years before you finally fucking read it because i have about 200 books in my two re- to be red pile. Yeah, and that'll and, go right to the bottom of it. And there's, well, there's more that gets added all the time. I'm well aware. <laughs> I'm well aware. Is there anything you wanna? Uh, I, I got. I still have shit that I gotta get to that we that I have. But unlike you, I don't buy a thousand books and then put them up and then say I'll read them and then never do. I, I usually buy a handful of books and then I I don't buy any more until I read the ones I have. So I have a handful. You know, I still have jam. From Yahtzee Croshaw to get to. I've been doing a lot. Of, I've been, all oh, my reading's been going towards doing research for the Saturday shows. So I don't really get a chance. And with work, 
and then everything else going on, I don't really get the chance to sit down and read for pleasure. It's mostly reading for the show, which, don't get me wrong, I like to do. The, the research is part of the fun for it for me. But that's not the... The book I'm reading isn't a book that I would normally pick up and read for pleasure. It's something that I'm reading for, for research. So I want to get the jam from Yatsukuro Show. And I still have um, The Girl with All the Gifts. We watched the movie a while back. It's pretty good. It's a pretty good movie. Yeah. It, it was, you know, mm-hmm. wasn't... It I'm sure wasn't it's a, not going to be as good as the book. Well, I'm sure... No, and, and there's a sequel to it. The Boy on the Bridge, I believe it's called, or something like that. Um, but I'm not going to get that until I finish reading that one. Uh, but I did pull up four books that are coming out or come out this week or have come out or coming up. The, one of them comes out, I believe, today, and there's some controversy around it. Oh. But we will get to that one in a minute. First, we're going to talk about our uh, fiction. And this week I picked The Nickel Boys by Colson Whitehead. So I'll give you a little synopsis of it. One... Elwood Curtis, a black boy growing up in 1960s Tallahassee, is unfairly sentenced to a juvenile reformatory called the Nickel Academy. He finds himself trapped in a grotesque chamber of whores. Elwood's only salvation is his friendship with fellow delinquent Turner, which deepens despite Turner's which deepens despite Turner's conviction that Elwood is hopeless, naive, that the world is crooked. And that the only way to survive is to scheme and avoid trouble. As life at the Academy becomes ever more perilous, the tension between Elwood's ideals and Turner's skepticism leads to a decision whose repercussions will echo down the decades. Based on the real story of a reform school that operated for 111 years and warped the lives of thousands of children, The Nickel Boys is a devastating, driven narrative that showcases a great American novelist Writing at the height of his powers. And I got that from the Books A Million site on their um, news section. So I thought that looked, it looked neat because it's a, it's a fiction, but it's, you know, inspired by this, you know, horrible reform school that ruined a bunch of kids' lives. So that looked interesting to me. That, yeah, it does sound like a good read. And then uh, you and I had a little bit of a discussion uh, over the kids' book that I picked, which is Little Poet Edgar Allan Poe, Nevermore. And you don't believe that children should be taught Edgar Allan Poe, which is odd to me. You would be the first one I would think you would think that kids should be taught Edgar Allan Poe. I think kids 10 and older, not 7 and 6. Why wait? Because, well, first of all, The Raven is about alcoholism. And well, it's it's about love, loss, and grief, and drinking, and drinking, and drinking, but, and drinking. No, it's about love, loss, and grief. You don't have to get into the whole alcoholism portion of it when you talk to a seven-year-old. You just talk about the old... no. If I'm going to teach my kid about Poe, I'm going to teach them the correct fucking meaning of all of his work. Okay, then do it. But what's the teach point? Teach them about the you? fucking suicidal thoughts. Teach them about the fucking alcoholism. Teach them about everything that's what i don't fucking sugarcoat poe you don't do that shit well this one is by kate combs and carme lemiscates that's a little poe little poet edgar Allan poe nevermore introduces toddlers to poe's renowned poem 
The Raven, Exploring Love, Loss, and Grief, Kate Combs, Tender Story, Poe's own lyrical works, and Carmi's charming, cheeky, and adorable art will teach your child to be creative and be brilliant and familiarize them with the great American poet, Nevermore, Quoth the Raven. Again, from Books A Million's website. Um, and it, there's nothing, no reason I'm picking Books A Million over anybody else. It's just, it seems, for their, their new section, it was a little easier to navigate, so that's the one I picked. Um, but nothing to it. Uh, I'm I'm fine with teaching. I mean, you were going, well, what about, you know, Telltale Heart? Sure, teach them about it. What about... Um, Count of uh, Monte Count of Monte Cristo. It's not the Count of Monte Cristo. The the Count of Monte Till. I'm thinking, of, I'm, I'm thinking of something else. I'm thinking of a different one. Okay. That was fantastic. It was. Uh, it's a different book. I'm thinking of a different book. Uh, but yeah, the worry pretty much buries the guy alive in a wall. Yeah, teach him about that one. Who cares? So what? Because it's not appropriate. They learn a lot of stuff that's not appropriate at that. And I brought up the same thing. Uh, do you take them to church at that age? A lot of people do. Well, guess what? There's a lot more inappropriate shit in whatever holy book you're reading than what's in a Poe poem. So I see no problem with it. I'd much rather teach him Poe. I I understand you would. And I wouldn't. Okay. I mean, agree to disagree. I guess. Okay. But all of our kids are old enough to where it doesn't matter now. But True. If, I mean, if we still had baby, and if this came out and we still had babe, little babies, I'd, I'd have no problem reading this too. And I'm sure that they lightened it up to the point where it's not so depressing. I'm, I'm sure they, they they said they used Poe's actual words. I mean, what are they going to? You can't. You can, yeah, but you can present it in a way to where it's not. Where the kid wants to, you know, chop jump, and screw it up a bit, jump off the top of the fucking house. I I doubt it. So, I think what they're doing is illustrating it in a happy manner to make it seem like a happier poem than what it is. I don't. Well, I'm, we haven't read it. We this is just stuff that we pull up. Like I'll, I have no problem buying it, reading it, and then telling you exactly what I think about it. Okay. I I guess, but I mean that might just be a waste of money. Why would it be a waste of money? I don't know. I just I I leave Poe's work. And they don't. It doesn't say that they changed Poe's work. No, I'm just saying leave it alone. You don't need to put cutesy little illustrations with it. You don't need to make it kidified. You know, just if you're trying to teach it uh, teach it to kids, then yeah, you, you kind of need to because they're not going to be uh, most kids aren't going to be interested if it's all you know dark and gloomy. There needs to be a little bit of. I don't know, sunshine and joy to it in order to You teach can't it put sunshine and joy in Edgar Allan Poe's work. There is none anywhere. Sure you can. No. Yeah. There is no happy line. There is no silver lining. There's no happy ending. There's none of that shit in any of Poe's no, work. No, but you can you can make it not so gloomy as far as illustration wise and telltale heart instead of instead of the guy just being instead of the a picture of this guy being tormented by the fact that he's afraid he's going to get caught, that he, you know, buried the guy in the floorboards. You could just have, like, a big heart beating and then the thing in the, the fucking uh, floorboards bouncing up and make it look cute. I don't know. Oh, wow. You could do, oh. you could do something to make it kidified, and I doubt that they're going to do that one, but never more. I mean, of all the, 
all the poems he did. I mean, Nevermore's probably the the most relatable that you'd be able to, you know, especially if like like a kid just lost a parent or when I was eight, I lost my brother and I had to learn about, you know, love and loss and grief and yeah, I mean, like I said, we'll get it. I'll buy it. I'll read it. And if if I'm right, I'll let you know I'm right. If I'm wrong, I'll let you know I'm right. And that's... Or I'll read it, and if you're wrong, I will let you know you're wrong. Okay. And um, so my last one is my young adult novel. It's called The Extraordinaries by T.J. Clune. Some people are born extraordinary. Some are just extra. T.J. Clune's... Young adult debut, The Extraordinaries, is a queer coming-of-age story about a fanboy with ADHD and the heroes he loves. Uh, the hardcore, the hard, hardcore, the hardcover edition com- comes with an exclusive reversible jacket, which anytime there's anything like a different uh, cover art or something like that, you always seem to be excited about it. I, I am excited. Um Sadly, I don't buy all the different cover arts. I, I started to with the Harry Potter because I want all, the entire series in the Ravenclaw. Got, yeah, I've gotten you two or three of those all blue Ravenclaw Harry Potter books. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's the only book series I have with a different cover set so well, far. Well, this one you only have to buy the one book and the jacket reverses, so you got both of them. Yeah. So uh, Nick Bell, not extraordinary, but being the most popular fan fiction writer in and the Extraordinaries fandom is a superpower, right? Well, after a chance encounter with Shadowstar, Nova City's mightiest heroes, mightiest hero, and Nick's biggest crush, Nick sets out to make himself extraordinary. And he'll do it with or without the reluctant help of Seth Gray, Nick's best friend, and maybe the love of his life. Rainbow Rowell's fangirl meets Marissa Meyer's renegades in TJ Clune's young adult debut. So it's I mean, it's it's I guess a superhero type novel with a LBGTQ plus uh, storyline. So, awesome. And unfortunately, there haven't been enough of those types of things. So, especially being put right out there in the young adult section, mm-hmm. they've been coming out with a lot more lately. I mean, this and this one is was post, posted pretty prominently on. Uh, Books Million page. So, I mean, it's good to see that type of stuff. And now we get to our nonfiction, the one I was telling you about. You're going to find out a little bit of uh, stuff about our uh, commander-in-chief. <laughs> Too much and never enough, the new memoir, new memoir by the president's niece, Mary L. Trump. Now, on Friday, the New York State Supreme Court Judge Hal B. Greenwald delayed the scheduled appearance by the parties in Trump's ongoing case against his niece's book until Monday, which was yesterday, and extended the temporary restraining order barring her from publishing or talking about her explosive tell-all, too much and never enough, how my family created the world's most dangerous man until then. Now, publisher... Simon & Schuster remains free to move ahead with his plans to publish the book on July 14th, which is today. But the temporary restraining order is essentially a gag order keeping Mary from speaking and promoting the book. So Simon & Schuster can still put it out, do whatever they want. She's just not allowed to go out there and promote it and talk about it. She's still going to get a paycheck for all the fucking uh, 
copies itself. Oh, yeah. She just can't go do a book tour or anything like that for, for now. So here's, here's a few things that you're going to find out in the book. And we're just going to put that out, this out here right now. This is not a political podca- podcast. We don't have a political podcast. Yeah, oh, I had kind of one, but I haven't done it in a while. I'm going to get back into it. Um, we're not fans of the current president. And if you're listening to this in the future, hopefully not st- the still president. <laughs> um, so this this kind of we get a little bit of joy out of this, and it's a little depressing too when you when when you read all this and see all this that how far he got because of just the culture we're in. So a few things that you will learn about. Apparently, Trump cheated on his SATs. He paid somebody to take the SATs for him. Well, that's obvious. Trump's sister called him a clown after he announced his presidential campaign. Trump's niece says he suffers from multiple psychological issues besides believing that her uncle fits the nine criteria of clinical narcissism, which I think most of us are in agreement that he is. Uh, Mary Trump believes he also may suffer from antisocial personality disorder, dependent personality disorder, and a long undiagnosed learning disability that for decades has interfered with his ability to process information. Yeah. That would explain a lot. It would. Still doesn't make me feel sorry for him, though. No. No, he's a horrible man. Uh, Trump's personality is the product of his relationship with his mother. So apparently his mother was very distant and wanted really nothing to do with him. So he looked to his father for a relationship, which he didn't get from him either because his father wasn't a loving father. Big surprise there. Um, The president's father used anti-Semitic language, which fits into his personality now. Trump's history of crude remarks about women's physical appearance extends to his family. Uh, Mary worked with him before and around him, and and she says that he was always saying uh, horrible things about the way people look, women look, including his you know sisters and his nieces and daughters. Not you know, go figure, and. This part kind of got me because, you know, one of my brothers is dead. And and if I could have got a chance to spend some time with him before he died, I would have liked to. But Trump went to the movies instead of the hospital when his older brother died. So apparently Trump's uh, older brother, uh, I guess it was Fred Trump Jr., was going into the hospital, was very sick. Nobody went to the hospital with him. Not Nobody in the family went. That's fucked up. So, if that tells you anything about who we're dealing with. That's a ch- I kind of want to go kick him in the balls. Well, I want to do that anyway. Well, yeah, but I mean, for the brothership, most of all. I can't I mean, imagine his brother was any better than him. But still, it's your brother. You should be there when he's dying. Yeah. I mean, I've got some reasons why I wouldn't be, but yeah, but I don't think that the I don't think that 
It, yeah, it was completely not even similar. Yeah, situation. it's not a civil. No, we're not. Even, we're not going to bother talking about that. But um, no matter what he did or how bad of a person he was, seems to fit in with the rest of the fucking family. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, Trump will probably be in handcuffs within a couple of years anyway, with all the Epstein stuff that's going to come out, and they'll, they'll they'll probably have a videotape of him with an underage kid or something at some point. That's that's whatever they they got Epstein's girlfriend and she's going to roll over so she doesn't end up in jail for the rest of her life. She'll probably get 10 years or 15 years or something like that and then she'll roll over. She has all the videotapes. So as long as she lives that long and she doesn't end up like Epstein did. Yeah. Who didn't kill himself. Yeah. Hey guys, have you been trying to grow out that beard? I know it took me a while to grow mine. Let me tell you about the people over at TheBeardStruggle.com. They have the ultimate collection of beard growth and care products for guys who are just starting their beard journey and only have a little bit of stubble, all the way to men with glorious chin locks all the way down to their belly buttons. They use 100% natural ingredients, never test on animals, and promise a 365-day money-back guarantee. And now, if you use my coupon code KevinY15 at checkout, you'll save an additional 15% off your order. So go to thebeardstruggle.com or use the link in our show notes and get everything you need to keep that face fur healthy. And don't forget the code KevinY15. That's K-E-V-I-N-Y-1-5 for 15% off today. Go. Now, Odin demands it. So we got any uh, TV? I mean, we just watched Nosferatu, again, based on the graphic novel uh, by Joe Hill. And we still love it. Uh, there is one book movie that is out that we haven't gotten around to watching yet. That's Artemis Fowl on the Disney Network. Oh, Disney yeah. Plus. Yeah. I've never read any Artemis Fowl. I I think I I have, but I don't. Because it looks so familiar, and I don't know if it's just my mind putting, like, every fantasy thing together all at once. Yeah, because I don't think it's that old. No, but it, so I mean. I don't know if, when you would have read it. Well, I mean, I've, I don't, I've read Miss Peregrine's and I've read uh, Percy Jackson. And yeah, but I, I've never once uh, since Artemis Files come out, I've never once seen you. No, and or we have the you, book. Or heard you? Well, I went and bought it for well, for our daughter for when she pulls her shit and we make her read. And luckily for her, she hasn't done it yet, but eventually she's gonna end up reading that fucking book. But yeah, I, I've never seen you read. I've never heard about you reading it and I, i've never read it but i'd be open to reading it and i mean the movie's there we just haven't turned it on to watch it yet yeah i mean speaking of disney plus i believe that you and i are the only two americans left who haven't watched hamilton yeah probably i went to yeah, i went to turn it on the other day and i pulled it up and it's two hours and 40 minutes and i just went fuck i don't have that type of commitment in me right now at the time I didn't have it. I mean, I'm sure at some point over the weekend I probably will. But I, on my days off, I have shit to do with the podcast and then with housework and everything. I don't, I don't sit there for two hours. Plus, I'm not a huge rap fan. I tried a while back when Hamilton was like out in Broadway, real big. Lynn Lin Manuel Miranda was still playing Hamilton on Broadway. Um, I tried to listen to the soundtrack off of uh, my phone. I just couldn't get into it because I'm not. 
But I've heard a lot of people say, well, if, if you just listen to the soundtrack, it's not the same as if you watch it. And then you can listen to the soundtrack because then you'll have all that that imagery in your head and it, it blends yeah. it goes a lot better. But as far as just listening to the I'm not a big rap guy. I'm an old fucking metalhead. And some rap's okay. You know, I listen to Run the Jewels every once in a very great while. And I think I got a Kanye or a Jay-Z song somewhere on my phone. I know you had like some Andre 3000 or uh, Outkast. I, I, had, I had Outkast, but it wasn't a, one of their more raps. It was one of their more blues songs. I just, I don't know, I, I listened to NWA when I was younger, and we'd cruise town, you know, we'd blast, you know, all that Boys in the Hood and all that shit, and, and I just, I'm not a huge rap fan, but I do want to watch it, and at this point, it's just I want to watch it because I feel like I'm the only person who hasn't watched it yet, or maybe that's why I don't want to watch it, because I'm the only person, we're the only people left who hasn't watched it, and I kind of want to keep that little badge of honor, like, I haven't seen Hamilton, ha-ha! Yeah, but then... You might turn into one of those people who who didn't like watch uh, Game of Thrones. If you're one of the few people who haven't watched Game of Thrones, then blah blah blah, share this or whatever. Like that's so stupid. Who cares? Yeah, I know. You don't I feel need bad to brag. For, yeah, the people who haven't seen Game of Thrones. My brother did this thing where he went for years without seeing any Marvel movies. He never saw an X Men. He never saw Spider Man. The the first three Spider Man movies. He never saw. Any of the MCU that came out over the past, you know, what, 11 years. So he was all, oh, I've never seen one. He's, you know, well, I've seen all the Batman movies, but I've never seen a Marvel movie. I think he ended up finally going and seeing a Marvel movie, or he watched it on home or something like that. But he went for a long time talking about how he never saw a Marvel. He's like, that's not something I'm going to be proud of. Yeah. I mean, the Marvel movies are fucking fantastic. Especially compared to DC movies. I mean, the Batman series, the, the, the Batman movies were great. Begins, Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rides. Those were great. The Christian Bale ones. Yeah. Yes. The but as far as the DC universe, with uh, Wonder Woman was good. We liked Wonder Woman. We liked uh, Aquaman. Yes. They those were both very good movies. It's the Batman versus Superman was fucking horrible. Yes. Justice League was pretty fucking horrible. I'm interested in seeing the Snyder cut. Uh, it, I've heard it's much better. So we'll find out. We'll watch it when it comes out. Suicide Squad, we were not fans of. Uh, we've seen it a couple times. and it, uh, mm. They could have done so much with it, and they didn't. We haven't watched Joker yet. I understand that's not in the really the DC universe, the DC cinematic universe. Uh, it's separate from that. But still, I, that's me. I still want to watch it, but... Yeah. We haven't seen Harley Quinn Birds of Prey yet, which that's supposed to be good. I want to see that. Yeah, that should be good. I like the Harley Quinn. You know, Margot Robbie's really great in most of the stuff that we've seen her in. So, you know, she's supposed to be playing the the female Jack Sparrow when they redo Pirates of the Caribbean. So, oh, that should be. I neat. think she'll do it. Yeah. Well, we got anything else to talk about? Did you pull up anything else that you wanted to get to? Um, there's some more quick? books coming out that I want. All right, let's rattle, let's rattle through them real quick so we get the fuck out of here. We're going damn near half an hour. Uh, I don't remember. Oh, uh, Jay Kristoff has uh, Empire of the Vampire coming out mm-hmm. in September. I want that. Uh. We cannot cover every book that you want. We will be here all night. 
uh, okay, 10 Things I Hate About Pinky by Sahanda Minyan. I was, I swore you were going to say by the brain. No. <laughs> it's a dimple in Rishi number three. I have to get number one and number two also. <laughs> oh, I want that one. Oh, it's like the 19th in the series. Well, I got to get the other 18. How about you just read the first book before you decide whether or not you want the third or not? Well, if I get one book in a series, I have to get the entire no, series. Yes, you don't. Yes, I no. do. If it's you, an anxiety thing. No, if you don't like the first book, you don't need to get the rest of them. I need to get uh, book number one in the Fever series. I think it's called Fever Song by Karen Marie Mo- Monning, Um, because book number 11 just came out or is getting ready to come <laughs> Jesus out. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Kingdom of uh, Shadow and Light. Uh, so, yeah, that's one of the ones I want to get. Keep hitting the fucking table. Yeah. And I I wanted to bring it up. Like, James Patterson, John Grisham, and who's the other one? Like, every damn month they have a new book coming out. Danielle Steele? N- yeah, her, but it's another uh, guy. One of the, uh, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. But, like, every freaking month they, they put out, like, ten books a year. They get paid a lot of money to put out that many books a year. I know, but Pump it's like, out. how can you... Pump them out. Pump them out. Uh, you're either repeating stuff or just well they're very i mean for the most part i can't say every single book they put out is exactly the same but they're very formulaic they have a a system of doing things and then they kind of just interchange parts you're not going to read a you know too many james patterson novels that are going to be so drastically away from the other last james patterson novel that you read except for that one that true crime one that he did that we watched the uh docu series on, on oh Netflix. yeah yeah so that seemed different than what he normally does but for the most part most of those guys like the daniel Steele novels they're all pretty much the same book just with different characters and she just changes some stuff out right it's just it's like because i i went to look up some books that were like currently new and getting ready to come out and i see james patterson uh, John Grisham, and the, I, why can't I think of the other guy's name? I don't know. Um, but yeah, and Daniel Steele, and another another chick. Yeah, a lot of them. A lot of them do it. And it's like, it's consistently those people though that are popping them out like every month or two. Yeah, it's like no, they get. I mean, that's what they're paid to do. They don't have they, they don't do anything else, just write, and that's what they do, and they get paid millions of dollars for it. I know. What's weird so. is I'd. Like, how old are these authors anyway? Because they've been pumping these books out since I was Danielle a little kid. Danielle Steele is in her mid-70s. James Patterson, I think, is only, like, I think is only early 60s. I think. That was my stomach. Did you hear that? Okay, well, shit. James Patterson is 73. So, I was wrong there. But, god damn it. Um, I mean, they're they're... In their 70s. So that's why I they've mean, been Do they ever stuff... just want to retire and stop pumping out books all the time? I mean, time? If, they're having, if, the, if they're doing what they enjoy, then why, why stop? I know, you're 73, dude. You've got the money. Go live your life now. Well, yeah. He's he's sold over 300 million copies. Uh, well, says he was the first person to sell a million e-books. Forbes list highest paid authors for the third consecutive year in 2016 with an income income of $95 million. Total income over a decade is estimated at $700 million. So 
Yeah, I mean, he's got plenty of money, but if he likes writing, then he's going to write. I get that. I get that. So we can't, can't, you know, harp on a guy for doing what he loves. No. All right. Well, uh, let's start some socials real quick and get the fuck out of here. It's getting long. Okay. We are on Instagram and Twitter mm-hmm. at open a F-I-N-G book. Open, open a book. book. Uh, we Been are very at, active on Twitter, so come check us out. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, we are at Audio Parfait on Have, both as well. Haven't been as active on that one. Just kind of been sticking to the one, and you've been sticking to the other. Uh, yeah. yeah. And I am at ECJBAT on both. I'm uh, young ETAM, ETAM6, you know, whatever. I'm barely on my Twitter at all. I'm usually on this Twitter, and then I'm on my Instagram every once in a while, but I hardly ever post anything. Um, you can email us, info at audioparfait.com. Let us know what books you're reading. Um, if you want to, you know, give us a request for something for us to cover, we're hoping to get a few interviews in the, you know, future. We're working on this uh, horror um podcast that is coming out in October. It's not our podcast. There's a series there's a bunch of other podcasts that are doing this horror series throughout the month of October that we're going to be a part of. So we're going to be working on that here not too long when everybody check that out. Go to audioparfait.com. For those who can't understand the Midwest accent, horror. It's okay. horror. Okay. So go to audioparfait.com and you can check out this podcast. You can check out, I know it's not real, but that had to hurt our wrestling podcast where we talk about everything we love and hate about wrestling today. And it's from two people who have never been in the industry. So it's completely from a fan base. We just tell you the news, tell you what we think, and rumors and all that shit. Yeah, pretty much. So. I think that's about it. I think that's all we got. Yep. Um, again, patronize your local bookstore. Go to your library. They need your money right now. So if you want to grab a book, take you know instead of taking your kids to a movie where you can't really take your kids to a movie right now, go to the fucking library and get them a book. Go read them Edgar Allan Poe. Read your young children Edgar Allan Poe. Oh. And while you're while you're at it, introduce them to Stephen King. I mean, what fucking go around? All right, guys, so uh, take care of yourselves, take care of one another, and from between now and the time we get to talk to you next, do yourself a favor. Go open a fucking book. All right, see ya. Bye, guys.